0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt,
1: aka Clean Sheet Wipeout. And my name's James, aka F B L drug. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad.
0: Better week in Sky.
1: Yeah, very good week in one of my teams. Um, so pretty happy. That's all right. Then that's what we want going into this
0: podcast. And um, I think we'll just jump straight into it you know as always we uh we do our kind of tier by tier review of uh the games might chat a bit about our teams and then um we've got some some decent questions to uh to finish the podcast with so first things first james friday night it was newcastle one Leeds one
1: yes it was and it was a fantastic game uh end to end just brilliant to watch really um and you can sort of reflect it, really, the sort of tiers for the goalkeepers. We've got nine saves for Darlow, which is pretty impressive, and six for Meslier, yeah. who was my captain, funnily enough, in one of my teams.
0: <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah, it, it was annoying in a sense that Bamford, for instance, didn't hit shot tier when um, it seemed to be, yeah, Click obviously got, got four shots on target, tier two shots there. And uh, Rafinha was the one that I think most of us were um, were captaining. He got himself a, a goal. <laughs> it's quite an amusing goal, a really good goal. But, you know, I think Rodrigo played a massive part in that. Um, Got himself a shot tier two, but then unfortunately taken off on the 67th minute. And I think it was at that point I was a little bit worried that, that Newcastle might come back into the game. Obviously, Sir Maximan played really well, got himself a shot tier two there and a goal, and then eventually stole them out of the match. But, had Rafinha, you know, maybe stayed on the pitch for the other 23 minutes, may well have been able to influence a Leeds win and had he done so, probably would have got Man of the Match himself.
1: Yeah, I think he would have done. Um, very impressive of him. And it was a shame to see him go off, but hopefully he'll be back soon. Obviously, he's got a bit of a niggle.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed this weekend. Um, I mean, I think he's been rested for the cup this week, but um, presumably it wasn't noted in the press that. He's been, you know, out. So fingers crossed. We find out on Friday that he's fit and firing. I guess the other player to note, if anybody has, uh, has gone leads defensively, you've been incredibly unfortunate with, you know, strike sent off, Lorente injury, now an ailing injury. The only one that really you probably would have wanted to start with to, to remain consistent is Cooper. And then, yeah, got himself a uh, tier one tackles, tier two passing again. It's... It's Not a bad shout, but I don't think I'd want Leeds defensively at the moment.
1: No, they're, they're they always look like conceding goals just due to the way they set up, um, in terms of their attacking play. So, really, I think for this game, Rafinha is the kind of ideal player to pick. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Bamford as well, potentially. Um, but yeah, Rafinha's got the potential to get it all. Tackle tier, man of the match, passing tier, goals, assists. He's just such a good player. He's so well priced yeah, as well. Exa- exactly. He's, he's, he's not expensive and does ticks all the boxes.
0: He does, he does. So um, moving on to the Saturday games then. And uh, the first game, I think quite a lot of us have maybe got at least one of their players defensively, but they didn't perform this time round. It was Wolves nil, Brentford two.
1: No, um, a bit of a nightmare for me. Uh, one team doesn't have any, I think, wolves, but the other team, um, the one in the cash leagues, <laughs> has Sar and Size. So that was a bit of a no- bit of a nightmare. So Size obviously got booked and went off at half time or just after half time, yeah, I half-time. think it was. Yeah, um, which was not what I wanted to see. Obviously, Sar had the opportunity to save a penalty. He didn't. Yeah. Um, did they both end up on zero points for you then I'll just double check I think yeah yeah, is my answer to that
0: I know that Saar got zero points which pissed me off
1: Yep, yep, zero on both of them alongside Vicharlison who didn't play, Trent who didn't play all in the same team so that team got really screwed over (laughs) it's
0: great and yeah because obviously this was a weekend where we saw goalkeepers missing out so Mendy missed out, Pickford missed out, it would have been great for Sar to pick up something you know it's a little bit of a differential but yeah it just wasn't exactly
1: plan. yeah i expected a clean sheet from this game yeah, um but it just didn't happen brentford played very well uh tony took his penalty well brentford don't look a bad side
0: no they don't and i, I guess the amusing thing is the fact that most of us had tony pre-overhaul most of us got yeah, rid, of, yeah. rid of him during overhaul <laughs> and then yeah now he pops up with a a goal and an assist and you know a man of the match performance
1: that's a, that's a very good point i think a lot of us just bombed tony straight out of our teams yeah. overhaul and now it's maybe not looking like the right decision
0: nah nah but you know hindsight is a wonderful thing <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> all right moving on then to a, a game in which we will inevitably need an arsenal player to cover two single game days and um yeah, I think a few of their players have started to stand out as potential options. It was Arsenal 1, Burnley 0.
1: Yeah, another clean sheet for Ramsdale since he started in the team. Um, he got saved here as well, uh, tier 1 in this game, from three saves. I mean, he's got... You'd like to think he'd stay in the team uh, based on these last two performances.
0: Yeah, that that's the risk. I mean, Ramsdale is an ideal option then um, is an Arsenal, you know, candidate for those two singles because of the fact that he he's often very likely to pick up safe tier. Um, Arsenal, you know, do concede shots. Once again, here he's picked up safe tier one, um, kept himself a clean sheet. If you hit that at least once, you know, it's what Palace and Villa, if, if they get that against Palace and you've captained him, you're laughing and you'll just take what you get against Aston Villa. But yeah, I think defensively, I'm probably more, enticed by Arsenal at the moment for those singles than I am going forward um obviously Aubameyang you know didn't even get shot on target in this game Pepe got one but the others see Odegaard you're not really going to consider Odegaard and Sky was unlikely not not a player you'd want to hold but yeah just I'm finding myself more looking at the likes of Gabriel and Ben White and Ramsdale than I am that that front line for for potential daisy chain moves. And it might even change my thinking because I had considered, obviously, the daisy chain to, say, a, a Kane, a Ronaldo, a Salah to an Abamyang, and then an Aubameyang to Lukaku for his good fixtures. But I think my thinking is slowly changing just because of the way that Arsenal are performing. I think I definitely prefer them defensively rather than offensively.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, it just feels like Abamyang if you bring him in for that captaincy, it just feels like one of those ones where it's just going to be, it's just not going to get a return and it's going to feel like a waste of time. Yeah, I feel like... A waste of a transfer.
0: Exactly. A team like Palace could really stifle him. Um, They've played particularly well. And then Villa, yeah. You know, Tyrone Mings could um, give Aubameyang a bit of a hard time. So, yeah, for me, I need to maybe see at least two or three goals in the next couple of fixtures before uh, looking to bring him in for that captaincy definitely um moving on to a game then in which we all or oh, if you had him you were captaining him Mo Salah you know once again stand out liverpool 3 crystal palace 0
1: yeah strong performance from liverpool um, Salah doing what he, doing what he does best getting a whole load of points yeah five um sh-
0: yeah five shots. brilliant
1: obviously a lot of us um we don't have a bench in sky um so it's a bit of bit of a shame to not see uh trent playing for this for this game obviously he was ill so you he can't help that but those that are on obviously van dyke have benefited massively uh from this game because yeah. they've uh walked away with an assist a clean sheet while obviously trent's not even played
0: yeah van dyke got himself a 10-pointer he was only five points away five points five passes away from tier one passing as well so that was unfortunate but yeah, a lot of people are obviously on Trent or Matip because he's a lot cheaper, and um, both missed out in this game. So I think it was probably slightly frustrating, but it is only one game week after all. So both those players are probably likely to come back in for this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not like he's got a serious injury, so um, it'd be great to have him back.
0: Yeah, and then um, obviously the other the move that. A lot of people were discussing was uh, the Webster to Gallagher I made the move in both teams myself Gallagher obviously has the dime it, well exactly it, it, Gallagher didn't pick up anything in this game but to be honest I don't think we were expecting it were we it's uh it's no, this no. captaincy against Brighton that we really wanted um and given Webster's injury Gallagher was a good option to go to if you haven't gone Duffy I know quite a few people potentially have so there could be big swings that game, whether, you know, if Brighton keep a clean sheet and you go Duffy, you're looking at maybe a 20-point captain. If they don't and Gallagher is involved, it could be a good swing.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be a great game to watch, obviously a derby as well. Um, but in terms of sky for this game, yeah, it's kind of pivotal, really. Yeah. All right, moving on
0: then to a, a game that you actually intended, um, sitting in the home end as an away fan. That was uh, must have been an experience, mate. But it ended up being Man City nil, Southampton nil.
1: Yeah, couldn't get a ticket in the away ends, but I think City need all the fans they can get at home at the moment. (laughs) Having said that, it actually looked pretty full um, when I was in the ground. Um, But yeah, such an impressive first-half performance from Saints. Uh, Played very well. Didn't allow City to attack or even get the ball half the time, to be honest, in the first half. Um, Played very well. Could Could have scored in the first half. Elianusi looked pretty decent. He he picked up tackle tier in this game. He did, yeah. Uh, Other than that, not much to speak about in terms of tiers for Saints other than a good performance. Um, City, on the other hand, yeah, very lackluster going forward. Didn't really produce anything of note, even when the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, Mahrez and Foden came on. Obviously, they had the goal ruled out for offside near the end, but not very impressed with them. Uh DS doing what he does best though. Still came out of this with buck up I think it was a 10, 10 boyer. pointer. Yeah, mis- Mr. Consistent. Pass in tier two. Clean sheet. 75 passes uh in a game where Man City played pretty poor.
0: Yeah, and Cancelo as well. Obviously picks up um tackle tier one, passing tier one. Again, yeah, I think it's a what an pointer there for Cancelo. It's it's not bad at all. But I think it says a lot about Saints' um defensive performance and the fact that City only had one shot on target. It came from Foden, and Foden wasn't introduced until the 72nd minute. So,
1: yeah, I saw a stat like we were the first team either for like a, a series of years, or it's never happened. I think it's, like, it hasn't happened for a few years where Man City have failed to register a shot on target in the first half. Nice. I think uh, it was literally a good like five years or so.
0: I was I was very impressed defensively, and obviously we saw um Salisu didn't start, which was surprising. But um, it looked like Jack Stevens pricked up a a pretty bad injury. You know, subbed off very early on. Salusi came back in for him, and I honestly think it'll be Salisu and Bednarak until um, is it Liencow? Probably may well come in for Bednarak. We we've bought him. He's a he's a good centre back. I think we'll have a very strong partnership in there for the future of Salisu and Liencow.
1: Yeah, Salisu was very good when he came on. Uh, very impressive in, and looking forward to seeing what lianko can offer
0: agreed yeah right moving on then to uh a game in which i i guess the only player of consideration in sky is inevitably ishmael assar i can't imagine many other people maybe Truster kong for the fact he's so cheap but if you were on ishmael assar this time you ended up with what 20 points two goals short tier two and it was watford three norwich one
1: yeah, uh, very impressed with Um Kind of wish I punted on him in both teams, but I guess that's kind of the point. Like, you, you do a, a couple of punts in one team, you do a safer team. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I
0: went with him in my B team.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's uh, made my B team an A team, uh, <laughs> basically. Um, fantastic performance from him. Uh, getting, obviously, two goals and a uh, shot tier five shots as well. That's, that's pretty impressive. And I guess the only thing you might say is that it's Norwich. Yeah. So, potentially, if you're not on him and then were to get him in off the back of this, maybe you're not going to be seeing the a, a two-goal return next week. However, having said that, they do have a good fixture next, which is uh, Newcastle. So they do,
0: yeah. I think if you're on Sar now, he's uh, very likely to pick up a return next week. After that, you know, there's some tricky fixtures, but... You know, to get twenty points from this game, just, you're laughing, really, aren't you? I think you from, are fr- yeah. from the Norwich side. The only player I think of any real ownership is probably Billy Gilmore. Um, you know, started again this week, got himself tackled tier two. It's it's not a bad you know five point return from a a very cheap enabler midfielder in a, a honestly a pretty poor Norwich side. So if Gilmore's going to do that consistently, you'll take that and run, won't you?
1: Yeah,
0: do you, do you have Gilmore money in teams? No, I'm I did consider him. Um very yeah, you, early you, speak, on. you speak about him a lot,
1: so I was just wondering if, yeah. you, if you had him. Still, I considered
0: yeah. him in both, but I ended up going Ishmael Sar um in my B team. Um and then trying to spread the funds a little bit more because I've I've gambled on Matip, so I didn't essentially need the money. But yeah, uh, I think so. Gilmore over maybe a, a Damari Gray, you know, was an option, but I think the captaincy choice has really swung with who I went in midfield.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: All right, moving on then to um, a game that was quite surprising and one that probably pissed a lot of people off, given uh, we needed the Everton coverage last week. Um, After DCL was injured, people maybe moved to, you know, an Everton defender or Richarlison. Some even started with Pickford. Turns out DCL, Richarlison and Pickford are now all injured for at least the next two to three weeks. Aston Villa three, Everton nil.
1: Yeah, a lot, a lot of people <laughs> screwed over with this one. They did. Um, yeah, the names you just mentioned, all all missing out. Uh, even the likes of Gray, who's been impressive recently. Yeah, got nothing. Didn't do anything. Townsend didn't do anything. Nope. DeCourie did okay. He uh, got six tackles and picked up, obviously, tackle tier two. Yeah. Um, and your man, Allen got himself, what, a four-pointer? Yeah. Yeah, he got, he got, he got tackle tier, which I was pleased to see um but yeah not a very strong performance from Everton and I guess maybe you can put it down to the, t- the team selection
0: yeah and I think in Sky it's something we're becoming familiar with seeing you know each week when we do this but Aston Villa once again nobody in that team hitting tears
1: no uh no one really close either uh Maybe like Louise on the tackles with three tackles, but the majority of that team's yeah, not even close. Um mm. I remember I had Mings at the start of the season and he uh I think he got passing tier, maybe even both tiers. Um, but in a three nil win you'd expect them to maybe have a few more tiers. returns well, yeah, in, in
0: this. It just shows how clinical Villa were in taking their chances because it was it was three shots on target, you know, three goals, albeit one was a, a Lucadinia own goal there. But yeah cash one shot one goal bailey one shot one goal it's not bad you, you know you've got danny ings and watkins there no shots on target yet they still managed to win a three nil
1: yeah yeah i think um that's credit to villa really um it, i mean it'd be interesting to see see them when they've got watkins and ings and bailey all sort of on the pitch at the same time linking yeah, up maybe then we'll see a bit more dominance in terms of possession and passing um that would be good to, good to see.
0: Yeah, for sure. Right, moving on to Sunday games then, and a game that was uh, quite controversial in terms of VAR, but it ended up being Brighton 2, Leicester
1: 1. Yeah, and it was uh, Vestergaard involved in the controversy, obviously the pen decision. Mm. Uh, looked, looked to be a foul. Um, obviously getting tugged down, which sort of raises his arm in the air to then get hit by the ball. Um that aside, he clocked up 83 passes way more than anyone else yeah, in the game. I know, just because uh, it really stands out, doesn't staggering. it? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah it mean, does. So, didn't even make passing tier one, and then, yeah, you've got Vestergaard on 83, and he was one tackle away from tackle tier one as well. So, it's, it's unfortunate, and it's not a bad return given you know you're in a, a 2 1 defeat there, and it's something to keep an eye on because I know the likes of, say, Johnny Evans and stuff are slowly coming back to fitness, but you'd probably expect Vestergaard to maybe be the one to miss out but on the basis of some of these performances will he like it's going to be a tough decision for Brendan Rodgers
1: yeah I I think he may may stay in the team um looking at the numbers I don't know if he was just pinging it to Tielemans back and forth (laughs) maybe to to Pereira as well um both high number of passes but um I mean, they've, they, you get a return out of him still in a game like this, so it's it's not bad. No, exactly. Um, and then on the other On the side. other yeah, Neil Mopay put, put the pen away. Very it impressive. Yeah. Trossard getting another return. Yeah. Been getting quite a lot of returns this, this season. Has, yeah, so he's,
0: he's been pretty decent. And obviously, Danny Welbeck took his goal very well. And I suppose that the two players that you're likely to be on for Brighton, Dunk, you know, was a, a standout option last season. I still think quite a few people have gone with him this season. And um, many people would have moved to Duffy from uh, from Webster. Obviously, it was 0.4 million cheaper. Um, I can't really discredit that decision. You were unlucky because Duffy got given an FPL assist, but um, Sky don't award those kind of assists. So that was unfortunate. Um, It's obviously from the handball. Other than that, Brighton didn't look particularly great. None of them got anywhere near passing tier. Which was surprising, but I think that's the way the Leicester play. They don't really give the centre backs for um Brighton much of an opportunity to to pass it about. Uh the big decision will be obviously this this Crystal Palace game that's coming out.
1: Yep. Yeah, if anyone's not on any any palace, then you're likely to be looking at Brighton. Um and I imagine Duncan Duffy or even even a Mope, you could could go for
0: yeah and i suppose if um if you run a webster or a pickford not a webster uh mendy or a pickford then both are deemed out again for this weekend could you go to sanchez
1: yeah a very good potential move um playing okay so far so i wouldn't i wouldn't, wouldn't tell you no
0: no exactly all right and then um you know the game which never to be featured once again most people's captain uh, another Man United game, another Ronaldo goal. It was Man United 2, West Ham 1.
1: Yep, Ronaldo delivering again. Uh, Soon we'll have to start calling him the postman. <laughs> very, very, very good performance. Could, could have had more. He, he had he had a couple of pen appeals. He did, um, yeah. Both, both turned down.
0: Both should have been given, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there they could have been more returns there. Varane clocking up a monster amount of passes 87 passes way more than anyone else I know. Um,
0: similar to the whole Vestergaard situation he's he's fine. yeah he's almost well he has more than doubled his centre-back partner's passing
1: yeah yeah exactly and he's uh I mean Fred's nearly nearly got 70 passes he's on 69 passes yeah. which was it's pretty impressive but um yeah that makes you sort of inclined if you're looking at a United defender to go to go for him, how comfortably he's reached that there, um, bodes well for the future.
0: Agreed, yeah. And obviously Ronaldo there with, with five shots, and that's without having any of the pens that he potentially could have had. Um, obviously got himself man of the match. I think uh the goal, it's it's not a bad return there. Um it's it's making me question some decisions that I've got in place, you know, for potential moves because in my head, I had maybe planned to go Ronaldo, who plays Saturday, to then Kane, who plays Sunday. And we'll come on to that because we've got some questions. But to see Ronaldo with that many shots and to for him to already be such a talisman for this Man United squad just makes me question whether it's the right move, even with the daisy chain.
1: See, I'd be inclined to say it isn't. Mm. Um, I'm a big fan of Ronaldo. Like, yeah, Likewise. I think there's potentially better ways of getting that coverage for those games. Um, And is Kane really going to go off the the way he's been playing recently? Potentially not.
0: I know, it's tricky, it's tricky. But we've got two or three questions, I think, of people uh, asking similar, so we we can debate that at the end there. Um, Yeah. Again, for for West Ham, I think a few of us have gone Ben Rama um, early on. I know I've gone for him in um, in my A-team. And uh, despite the uh, the conversations that were going on early on, saying, ah, Ben Rama's going to miss out, a few people might have even taken him out. Um, turns out he trained on Saturday, played on Sunday, and yeah, a wicked deflection off of Iran. but you'll take the eight-pointer with a goal there.
1: Oh, oh, you will. Um, I was quite uh, influenced quite heavily by those sort of new uh, rumours in the week and to the point where I was contemplating taking him out of my Sky team. Um, and I'd have been kicking myself, to be honest. Um obviously seeing him to then play and score mm. to to waste a transfer on that would have uh really pissed me off so um i think that's a advocate there just to make sure you leave a decision to the latest possible moment have all the information you can uh be it press conferences training photos yep um and then sort of do it on the on the day if you can
0: agreed and yeah obviously with this one you got to see both the um Brighton and Man United um, team sheets, I believe. so Because they were kicked off at the same time. So, uh, you know, there wasn't really a decision to be made if he was in the squad. You know, you obviously start with him. Um, talking about Harry Kane then, uh, we'll move on to what uh, was quite a resounding defeat in the end. It was Spurs nil, Chelsea three.
1: Yeah, very good win for Chelsea. Um, a day for the Chelsea centre-backs. Yeah. Yeah. Great performances from both Rudiger and Thiago Silva and, and Christensen as well, defensively. Uh, not reflected in the game, of course, but, um, yeah, shot tier for for both the def- defenders and and a goal a goal each as well. I know, yeah, honestly. Yeah.
0: I, I'm on the double up of Chelsea defenders um, in both my teams. Are you? Yeah, I, Are I've, you? I've got Rudiger and Aspel Equator in both teams. Did not teams. know that. Very um, nice. But... I have seen people with four. Um, there was one guy cool. I think on Twitter that had either four or five. Um, and I mean you're looking at an absolute monster hole in this just from those defenders alone. So he was Silver, Rudiger, Christensen, Aspel oh, That
1: is Phil. <laughs> I think he had I think
0: he had Dan James as well. Not Dan James, Reese James who obviously didn't feature. But if if you're getting three or four clean sheets and returns each week from those Chelsea centre backs you're laughing and it's paying off and a lot of people will be lo- looking to load up on Chelsea in the coming weeks with their fixture t- like the fixture swing if you're already on two or three I think you're a bit of an advantage and it even covers the rotation there because that, that, that guy there for instance has covered the fact that yeah Reese James might not play occasionally but he's got Aspie who you know if Reese James isn't playing Aspie the is usually moved out to to the right wing and if he is playing, Aspilicueta often takes the likes of Silver Christensen's spot, so it's uh, there's coverage there. And yeah, Chelsea just looks so good at the back.
1: Yeah, very good. And Alonso doing the business again as well. It's worth mentioning. Uh, an assist, a clean sheet. Uh, very good going forward. Obviously, is Alonso. So, yeah, just Chelsea across the pitch. You're you're looking to get get players in.
0: You really are. And um, obviously on Spurs' side. The talk of the town is that this Harry Kane move, and I think he looked very isolated against Chelsea. Albeit it's Chelsea at the end of the day, they're probably one of the favourites to win the league. It might be a different game against, um, you know, Arsenal in the North London Derby. It could potentially kickstart a season, but yeah, twenty-one passes, one shot, and it was a shot from way out that was a really easy save for Kepa. If it wasn't for Hugo Lloris, you know, with um. Six a's in this game. It could have been even more for Chelsea.
1: Oh yeah. Um I was very disappointed with Spurs in this game. Um I'm on Hoiberg in one of my teams and I was actually spent we were the last so five, unlucky. spent the last five minutes counting his passes. <laughs> Mate, honestly, three passes <laughs> three away odd, from yeah. passing
0: tier one and one uh, tackle from tackle tier one. You were incredible. I was fuming. I
1: was I was eagerly awaiting a, a tackle or counting the passes, but they just weren't he just wasn't getting the ball or no. wasn't passing accurately. But there you go. Exactly. and A
0: player that I think a lot of people may be looking to bring in for the daisy chain move is Lukaku. Um, obviously, didn't get a return in this game, but I was impressed with how greedy he was trying to be towards the end because he clearly wanted that goal. And in spite of the fact that he maybe had better options, his sole intention was to get himself into a position to shoot. And against the lesser teams, that can only be a good thing.
1: See, so I kind I kind of thought the opposite. There was a spell where he kept passing it. He kept like putting uh, he put Werner for for mm-hmm. a couple of times, and I was wishing he just shot.
0: I think when Werner um, came on, it was almost as if he felt sorry for him and he was trying <laughs> to get him a goal.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's putting putting in some great balls, and I was like fucking fuming with Werner because obviously that would have been an assist mm-hmm. for, for Lukaku. There but... was
0: one in particular where he should have put it away.
1: Yeah, yeah, but um very look very good in game. I wouldn't go off the stats. So in terms of the eye test, um Lukaku passed it with, with ease.
0: Yeah, for sure. Right. Um should we quickly jump on to how we did on our teams then this week?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Uh so in team one for me, which was my worser team beginning of the week, but it, due to how well it did, it's now my better team. Okay. Uh Mesli there in goal with 10. Cancelo on 11, Christensen on 7, Van Dijk on 10, Benarama on 8, Allen on 4, Saar on 20, which I was obviously delighted with. Gallagher, the only one low scoring on 2, and then a front three of Salah, 30, Ronaldo 10, and Jamie Vardy on 14. Decent. 126 points. Love and life. It's
0: not bad at all, is it?
1: Yeah, and the other team got 90, which um, was let down really uh, due to
0: yeah, Richarlison, the missing, the, du-
1: the double wolves. Yeah, had someone I think Trent missing as well. That's sort of what let me down.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it just shows how quickly things can turn in Sky. Because I know obviously last week you were a bit down about the fact that you know one team was way behind the other and whatnot, and then suddenly it switched.
1: Yeah, it was way back. It was like fifteen or seventeen K and now it's six K in lot like a week. Exactly. <laughs> so honestly,
0: it just shows yeah. how early on I wouldn't even judge ranks at the moment. It's there's, there's no point. Um Yeah, and people
1: are spunking transfers, left gotcha. right, center. Yeah, so. Exactly. That's the that's the big <laughs> thing.
0: Um for me I got 116 points in my main team. That's up to eight hundred and fourth. Um, and then in my B team, uh, 129 points, mainly down to the fact that I've got Ishmael Sar, for instance. Rafinha was captain. Salah, Ronaldo, captain C, and then I've got Rudiger, Diaz, and Asper at the back there. So that's pretty decent returns, and that that managed to jump that team up again. I think that was about seven and a half k at one point. It's now three and a half. So it's a it's a decent return. Um, looking ahead to the uh, the fixtures next week, then mate. Obviously, um, we've got the single on the Monday, which is inevitably, I think. We're both probably going to be captaining Gallagher, aren't we? Because we've both brought brought him in for that Palace fixture. Um, however, on the Saturday, I think it it, it could be quite split. Um, what way are you looking?
1: Uh, it's, for me, it's between Ronaldo and Salah. Um, I'm thinking Ronaldo.
0: I'm thinking the same... <laughs> purely because, because the home fixture yeah the home fixture and the team sheet yeah and the team sheet the team sheet is the big thing in this and i think initially it was um it wasn't down to be the 12 30 kickoff obviously the chelsea man city game was 12 30 but i believe there's a gig going on in manchester later in the evening so at the police's request they brought the man united fixture forward to 12 30 as well so this is probably one of the only times you'll see it but there's two 12 30 kickoffs on a saturday and man United just so happened to be one of them so yeah i think ronaldo for me will be captain on the basis of it's the home fixture even though i think salah could potentially return better given i thought villa were particularly impressive against everton but yeah the, the team sheet makes all the difference and you never know salah could could be rested against brentford you just don't know the sunday is the hardest one now i think we've both got coverage already Are you likely to move to Harry Kane, though?
1: Probably not. Um, You may have gathered that from what I was saying earlier, Mm. uh, but I've not been impressed with what I've been seeing. One of my teams, I do need actual coverage. I don't have any of the teams featured. That's in my better team now. So who I'm going to move to, I'm not sure. I'll be tempted by Wolves players. I'll be tempted by maybe a Hoiberg or someone else for Spurs, but I'm I'm not really gonna downgrade one of my premiums or to to get a high profile player, put it that way.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm in two minds honestly. because one side of me says Kane's shit. He's not doing very well. I mean Kane isn't shit, but he's he's not performing well this season. <laughs> um I quote we, that we've saw how well he's he's performed for England. You know, he's he's scored goals already in the uh in the qualifiers, but It's just not clicking for spurs and whether that's to do with you know the tactics whether he's like you said feeling a bit down about the whole man city saga this summer i just don't know but there's something about kane and the north london derby in the back of my mind kane has scored 11 times in the north london derby he scored the most goals out of any player in this one fixture i would be more annoyed with myself if i chose to not go with harry kane and he holes than I would be to captain him and he does nothing.
1: That sentence right there means you're definitely doing it. I just,
0: know. <laughs> I, I feel I have to. That's the only thing. And I don't like feeling like I have to do something, but I just fear that his ownership is going to be so high. People are going to be bringing him in left, right and centre. Um, people have already started with him. Obviously haven't really had the returns from him so far, but that just worries me. But I do have Saar in one team and I've got Prowsey in the other. So the coverage is there. I've just really got to have a word with myself. And
1: I think you should ride it out with the players you have.
0: Yeah, I know, I know.
1: The, the
0: only thing for me is the fact that I would probably, yeah, I'd be taking out either a Salah or a Ronaldo. Now, well, That I, doesn't sound good, does I it? Know, Come Exactly, on. <laughs> but if I was to take out a Salah... For Kane, for instance, I'm then missing the Man City game, which I don't think Salah will particularly perform well in. You've then got the international break. And then, yes, they feature the 12.30 kickoff on the Saturday against Watford. But I've got Van Dyke, So I think Van Dyke could conceivably cover Salah, whereas nobody can cover Harry Kane. Like You're not looking at Tottenham's defence and thinking, oh, you've got 10 pointers there. You're not You know, with no disrespect, you're not talking about Hoiberg in 10, 12-pointers. You are, are, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas with, you know, with that, you are. And obviously then Harry Kane, again, on the 17th of October, I know we're talking post-international break now, and just before the, the daisy chain move to the Arsenal players, Kane's got Newcastle and then it's an Everton West Ham game. I think conceivably Kane is probably going to be the highest captain player in that game as well. So it might be a case of moving from a Salah to a Kane, to then maybe an Arsenal player, or if I decide not to go for um, an Arsenal asset after that point, I may well just go Kane to to Lukaku, for instance, and then maybe look to you know bring Salah back at some point in the future. It's it's a tough call.
1: It is. It is.
0: Right. Well. Um. Let's jump on the questions then. Actually, first thing, we did a poll. In... This is an interesting one because I put the poll out this morning. One for SkyFF players, something that we will inevitably talk about on the pod. Will you own Harry Kane this weekend when Spurs go to Arsenal? I don't know if you've seen the results of this, mate, but it's fairly unanimous. And Really? Well, yeah. So 14% already own him, which didn't really surprise me. 21% say that they'll bring him in. So you're talking about 35%. 65% they say they're going to avoid.
1: Hey, there you go. I know. <laughs>
0: honestly, it's... But then that, that pushes me a little bit more because I'm like, well, what? So Harry Kane's going to be a differential. Like, oh, it's just, it's frustrating. But... Two-pointer, mate. <laughs> it probably will be, honestly. <laughs> and I'll be furious, but fuck it. Um, all right, we got a few, few questions in then. So uh, I'll pick some of the best ones. Um, question in from Dempsey. So, James Ward-Prowse is in my team, ready for captaincy next Sunday, but hasn't been remotely close to any tears in the past few weeks. Is he a long-term hold, or has something changed this season? So, obviously, you were at the game. What was it about Saints that maybe met you? prowse he didn't get anywhere near passing or tackles.
1: Um, I think a lot of the play was going down the wings, mm. which would would mean that he's not getting as involved like it was going through sort of Leveramento Mento and the uh, Elenusi um but i think uh, overall um Prowse is a good player to have in his team like a long term hold like obviously he's not going to lose those set pieces he's got no. his on pens he he would have had a pen exactly. he should have had a pen yep um free Agreed. kicks as well he's excellent at free kicks and he is capable of getting assists as well as part, um, obviously the tears as well in the game. Um, I think you should just keep him long term, yeah. unless Saints are going for a real rough spell. I think he's a good player to have in your team. Yep.
0: Um, questioning them from FPL Glasto. so he's saying, Rafinha to a Brighton asset for the Monday game. I have none, and I've got 9.2 million to play with.
1: Oh, I'm not sure about that one. I don't don't think Rafinha ahead of their good fixture run um, is a good idea to take him out. I'd imagine there's potentially better moves you could make um, to get onto a Brighton or Palace player than taking Rafinha out.
0: And you're not going to be spending 9.2 million. And also with Rafinha, I'm pretty sure, I mean, without looking at the fixtures, I'm pretty sure you also need Leeds coverage a captaincy day later in october so if you are taking rafini out are you then going to be needing leads coverage for that for that future game so i'd maybe reassess that mate and does it need to be a brighton asset can it be gallagher as a, a cheap you know midfield budget enabler maybe have a little look at the data there yeah um questioning from fpl ream so if mendy is injured is it worth getting ramsdale in now against spurs plus coverage for the two single-game days?
1: I mean, if yeah, if you're not already on an Arsenal player, then that is a potentially good move. Um, I think we mentioned that earlier with the goalkeepers being out, then you could move on to a Ramsdale. And the only concern I guess I would have is uh, Chelsea have looked quite good defensively so yeah. far, so you could save your transfer and just wait for Mendy to be back yeah um i'm not sure how long he he is actually out for but i don't think it's too long
0: exactly and then yeah i think with with that you're well worth noting it because yeah if mendy misses out this weekend and ramsdale is obviously the one that you move to are you really expecting say 10 points from ramsdale from that you know north london derby or is it very likely to be maybe a two four pointer if so It's probably worth holding Mendy with the hope that he then plays in the next game. And then you get the benefit of the Arsenal team sheet for those single game days. So if Ramsdale is in and you're still set on that, then you can move to Ramsdale. But if you're not, you've still got the option of moving to another Arsenal player from someone else. I honestly don't think Mendy is worth getting rid of. If you own Pickford, I'd maybe say different. But with Mendy, I think it's very much a case of I'd prefer Mendy long term than moving to Ramsdale to then potentially move back to Mendy. You know, it's two transfers. I don't know if it's worth it without seeing that team shoot.
1: Yeah, I think over the course of that fixture on the next six or whatever for Chelsea versus Ramsdale, I think Mendy will get more points.
0: Agreed, yeah. Um, shout out to the likes of, you know, Sean Robertson was what to do with Mendy. Um, Kippy also mentions about getting Kane in. FPL buddy's got a question about if Rafinha is injured, which is a better move,
1: Sar or Gallagher? I mean, the coverage. If you don't have the coverage, then Gallagher. If you do have the coverage anyway, then yes, Sar. I think might might be a good option.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Um. There's. <laughs> I love it when there's conversations that take place within the uh, the question thread. There's conversations between uh, Tom FPL dad. Um, and then I think yeah, Lee Williams was in there. So, you know, obviously all regular listeners. It's great to to see them having a bit of conversation. And then final question in from um, Fitz Ryan Fitzsimon, Jordan Pickford replacements.
1: Yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, obviously Ramsdale, but do we know if he's going to near this place? Obviously it'd be good cover for the captaincies. If you can wait a week, uh, you could still go to Mendy. Um, that might be a good option. Um, I think despite, obviously, this week, I think Saar is still a good goalkeeper to mm-hmm. have in this game due to save tiers and they've still got decent fixtures. So one bad game shouldn't necessarily put you off him. Um, no. What about yourself?
0: Um, I think you've probably named all the ones I might mention. The other one, I suppose he's likely to already have coverage, but if he doesn't, Sanchez, you know, for that, that brighton Palace game. I think he's worth moving to. Usually picks up at least saved here anyway. And uh yeah, I think that there are plenty of options. It's just what is your plan for both single game days and long term? I think that's something to consider. All right. I think that's a, a great place to finish the podcast then, mate. Um it's another sky weekend full of decisions, which I don't like making, but uh gonna have to do them one way or another. Um so yeah, as always. Good luck, everybody. Uh, It's a goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.